What's up, everybody? Thanks for joining me here on this episode of the Fantasy Football Show. A little bit of somber news. Our boy uh, D2W Stu has passed. Um, man, this was this was hard to hear because this is one of the... This is one of those those longtime followers that I've had for a long, long time. Um, dude's very entrenched in cowboy uh, fantasy football talk and cowboy shows, and and uh, this is sad. This is sad news um, that D two W Stu has passed away. I've got on my Twitter his GoFundMe. Uh, I'm gonna pin that in the in the live chat right now. If you guys uh, feel like you know dropping anything toward toward D two W two D2W Stew's um, GoFundMe that he, he had going for his mom and his and his house and things that were that, that he had going on there. Um, feel free to drop, uh, you know, something there <clears throat> if you want. I'll I'll put that Twitter um, link. I've got it pinned on my Twitter. You guys can can go there and check it out. But uh, man, this was sad. This is real sad. I was uh, I was very 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 down. When, when I heard this because, you know, D2W Stu has been here from the beginning, man. So, very, very sad stuff. So, appreciate everybody being here. Um, thoughts and prayers to him and his family. I'm going to drop that link right now. Uh, and again, at the at the very top of my Twitter, I've pinned that, that GoFundMe. So, feel free to, to drop anything you want there or not or just a thought, um, you know, or prayer or whatever in the comments. Definitely, definitely do that. So, yeah, I mean, God... I, I was a, I was a downer when I heard that today. I was, I was like, you know, I thought, I, I thought we had more time with him. I, I'll be honest. I feel, I feel awful inside that I didn't realize we, we had that little time with him. The last time I talked to him, last time he'd been on the show in the comments, guys, always one of the biggest supporters of this channel. And, and the last time he DM me, you know, just shooting the, the Shiat and and I felt like you know I talked to him, but you know I think any of us we feel horrible when we don't know we had that last you know minute to talk to that person. And it's like man, just what a what a what a downer, you know what what a what a great individual. And uh, anyway, so D two W Stu, we appreciate you, pal. We know you're looking down on us, and uh, man, it's life's short, guys. Life is short. I mean, you hear that all the time, but. This is just evidence of that, you know, just appreciate what you got when you have it, your loved ones, everything, you know, it's, it's crazy how quickly things can just go like that. So it, it's a sad moment for the show. This is the second person we've had passed in the last year to Nick, uh, German shield. Um, you know, Nick ring the bell, ring the bell, Smitty ring the bell. Um, the guy who do all the guitar songs, um, uh, Nick was also, um, you know, a winner of a contest that we had, like Nick, Nick passed away and uh, man, it's, 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 it sucks. So anyway, uh, keep your loved ones close and we're thinking of you D2W Stu. So let's talk about, uh, what's going on in, in the news fantasy football world. Um, appreciate you, appreciate you all being here. Uh, Deshaun Watson, this is not, you know, good news, more bad news for Deshaun um, a 24th case was was brought against him. So he had 22 pending cases uh, a little over you know a week and a half ago, right? And so the NFL was coming to a decision. Hey, we're going to decide whether Deshaun Watson's going to get a suspension or not. And then and then boom, this 23rd case popped up where somebody brought a 23rd case against Deshaun Watson. 
And and that wasn't good news because the NFL had already done all their interviews with all the potential victims. They looked at everything. They were coming to a conclusion. Their final step was to talk to Deshaun Watson and get you know the final interview phase with, with him before they decided what they were going to do. And apparently they were in discussions and talking with Deshaun Watson um, and, and figuring out what they were going to do. And then this 23rd case about a week ago popped up and, you know, this person's bringing another 23rd civil, not criminal. But criminal could open up. It depends on the DA. It doesn't depend on the individual bringing a civil claim. If a person has a civil claim and there's evidence within that civil claim that the DA deems fit to explore, they will explore it. So there's a potential that anything could open up as far as a criminal uh, situation because every case is going to have different evidence too. So everybody's saying, oh, well, if that didn't go the distance, then this probably won't. We don't really know that for for certain uh, because every case is going to have different evidence that the DA is going to look at. But basically... This 23rd case popped up about a week ago, and we thought, okay, now the NFL is going to have to look at that, maybe potentially interview that individual before they come to this determination about Deshaun Watson's potential suspension in 2022. Now, yesterday, another case pops up, and another individual is bringing uh, a chart or, you know, trying to go after Deshaun Watson in the civil track of this uh, situation. And so now not not only are there 22 cases that are pending, there are 24 cases that are pending now. Two more cases added within the last week and a half. That's not a good look. And according to Deshaun Watson's own attorney, uh, Rusty Harden, he believes that there's a good possibility that the NFL will make a decision on Watson's status that he will not like, that either his client or him will like. So there's a real good shot that we're looking at potential suspension, even Rusty uh, Harden, the attorney for Watson, is expecting a, a negative determination by the NFL. I think had the had the two cases not popped up, what horrible timing for Watson's camp. Had those two cases not popped up, um, I think maybe the NFL would have been tempted to say, "Hey, let's take this, you know, as it comes when the cases get resolved," because it sounds like Watson does want to fight these and clear his name. And if he, he's innocent until proven guilty, in every one of our minds, we all believe that. I think it's important to take the accusation seriously from the p- potential victim standpoint. But it's also important to t- take Deshaun Watson's side uh, in terms of being innocent until proven guilty. But here's two more cases. The NFL, if they were leaning toward maybe saying time served and then let's reassess whether when the cases are all done and completed and either settled or or thrown out or let's say Watson's uh, deemed you know guilty of something and has to uh, you know pay a certain amount of money to these individuals whatever the case may be if the NFL was thinking about let's address it later and let him play that's probably off the table now with two more potential situations brewing and and definitely two more cases being filed against him this is not looking good for Deshaun Watson. I expect at least a 6 to 10 game suspension right now for Watson. I say 6 to 10 because you never know with the NFL and they may say it's a 6 game suspension, 7 game, 8 game suspension pending us looking at this again once everything comes to a conclusion. And the the crazy part is there is no real conclusion. There's no there's no real end of the road for this because none of these cases are tied together even though they're consolidated and handled and headed up by one attorney. 
Even though there's one attorney involved, there's still 24 individual separate cases that each one has to settle with Deshaun Watson individually. This is not a one lump sum effort like a, a class action. So technically somebody, this is why things are popping up now. A, 20, a 23rd case popped up, a 24th case popped up, a 25th, a 26th, a 27th. Five months from now, a 28th case, a 29th case. There's no real end of the road necessarily for this because it's not a class action where it all gets handled one time. You're either in or you're out at the time of the case, and that's it. You can't come back later and say, hey, remember that case? Now that I hear all this, I want to bring a case toward Watson. These individuals can do this because it is not a class action. So we don't know when this will end. This thing could go all the way. This is why the NFL is going to be, unfortunately, in a position where they have to act, I think, because they literally don't have a a, a way to determine where the end of the road is for this. So it's very, very possible that that Watson could be suspended indefinitely. Like maybe there's no end uh, term to it. That way the NFL... I don't know how that's going to look legally if they can do that with a civil situation because there are a lot of exemplist implications that are only tied to criminal. Um, but he did violate the, the league's personal conduct policy by organizing and orchestrating all these little one-off massages with these different individual people. There's 24 people bringing these cases against him currently. There could be 25, 26. We don't know how many of these that could 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 pop up later. But this is not good for Deshaun Watson and the Cleveland Browns gave this man a lot of money. I don't know how much of it is guaranteed in in the context of like a criminal finding, you know, or a, a conviction in the civil side of it. We'll have to have Tony the Tiger attorney, our attorney, our in-house counsel come on here and explain uh, the contract of Deshaun Watson. It's a $230 million guaranteed deal. Uh, and, and what that means for the Browns if this thing ends up going multiple years, we don't know. We don't know. All I know is that he's not playing in week one. That I can pretty much say with almost certainty. We can't say anything with certainty. This is the NFL. But I'm pretty confident that Deshaun Watson is not playing football anytime soon. That could be the entire year. There could be some some sort of uh, indefinite suspension so that they don't have to put a, a, a label on it. We're going to reassess this. For now, he's suspended uh, indefinitely. We don't know. We don't know. They're going to come to a determination very, very soon, and they're definitely going to take into account these two new cases, now 24 cases against Deshaun Watson. So if you've drafted this man to be your starter in 2022, Start preparing and buckling down for not having him for at least half a year, maybe the entire 2022 season. And then it's a a wait-and-see approach for 2023. These Cleveland Brown fans thought they found their passer of the future. It is unfortunate what's going on in Cleveland, and I I feel really bad for the Cleveland fans. Um, Looks like Baker Mayfield and Brissett will be fighting for a starting gig in in week one on. I think the Browns would be dumb not to utilize Baker's familiarity with the offense, 
throw him out there, let him earn some value, some trade value, let him go somehow four and two or three and three and kind of earn some value. And then they can go ahead and trade Baker to Seattle or to a team that might think, oh, we've got a good plan of attack at quarterback, maybe the Panthers, whoever. And we go in and we're not feeling good success with our quarterback. Baker's looking pretty decent over here in Cleveland. Let's trade for him. Cleveland would be dumb not to pursue that avenue. I think it would definitely improve the team's likelihood of getting something tangible to help tide itself over while it waits on Watson. But currently, right now, my prediction is Watson misses 6-10 to games minimum and might be very well looking at not playing a single snap in 2022. Um, And and that's, that's crazy because this thing has gone like this. It's a roller coaster ride. And, and while so many people feel like, oh, okay, he's going to be fine, he's innocent, this is a witch hunt, it could be. It could be. We don't know. It's innocent until proven guilty. But the bottom line is there are t- now two more cases, 24 pending cases in civil against him in the NFL and sponsorship and advertising. None of that meshes well. So we're, we're probably looking at, uh, you know, at least, I, w- I would say at least a 6-10 a to 10 game suspension. Um, appreciate everybody being here. Appreciate everybody in here. Innocent until proven guilty. Exactly, Kevin. That's what I've said about 10 times, but in, in the end, it doesn't matter in this circumstance. The NFL is going to act. The NFL is going to do what it wants. The NFL is going to take action, and we've got to prepare for that. Whether it's right or wrong, we're trying to read the tea leaves. We're trying to predict what the NFL is going to do. And it's innocent until proven guilty in a court of law. In the eyes of the NFL, it is different. In the eyes of the NFL, this guy has violated the league's personal conduct policy. So, yes, he's innocent until proven guilty on the charges and the accusations made against him by the individuals. But did he violate the league's personal conduct policy? you got to ask your, that, that question um, and, and answer that question for yourself, Kevin. Did he? Have you looked at the personal conduct policy? Do we know if he still violated it? Yes, I, I believe he did. I believe he did violate the league's personal conduct policy. I believe having 20 or 30, upwards of 30 or whatever individuals come in from Instagram, individual massage therapists that don't have a big organization, it's just their 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 sole proprietorship, like, hey, come sign this NDNA, come sign this non-disclosure agreement, and come give me a massage. Like, this is a, this is a crazy situation that Deshaun Watson did, in fact, set up for himself. He did kind of make this situation, um, you know, messy, uh, pardon the pun. This is not a good situation for the Cleveland Browns. It's not a good situation for Deshaun Watson. Innocent or or, or guilty, doesn't it doesn't matter. It's a, it's, a, it's a bad look, and the NFL is not going to allow a player to do what Watson's done, even if he's innocent of all the charges uh, and, and allow this to be a precedent of some kind that you can go outside of the, the bounds of the NFL to organize these types of situations that Deshaun Watson organized. And, and, and sponsorships, look at Beats by Dre, look at Nike. These guys all dropped Deshaun Watson immediately. So yes, innocent until proven guilty. But when it comes to sponsorships, when it comes to advertisers, when it comes to the NFL, it's a very different situation that they're breaking down. Uh, Watson having, I don't know. I'm not going to read that. Goodell should look at the evidence 
and destroy it like he did. My my thing isn't even pulling up. Horrible news for everyone named Baker Bayfield. We appreciate you, Fantasy Football YouTube channel, hands down. Thank you, Jeb. Appreciate you. Creepy boy needs to get his act together, says Swaggy. Uh, didn't get cleared for anything criminal. Didn't he get cleared for anything criminal? Criminal? Yes, he he did. Of the the situation that's been brought for, like criminal charges can be brought up on any of these new cases too. So these two brand new cases, the DA will most likely look at the evidence at hand and decide whether they're going to bring a potential criminal um, a grand jury against Deshaun Watson for the two new cases. Just because they threw out. The other criminal cases, there are about 10 of them. I think there ended up being 11th. There are 10, 11, somewhere around there. They threw all 11 of those out. There wasn't enough evidence to, to move forward and indict Deshaun Watson. But that doesn't tie or have much relation to the two new introduced cases. Those are two individual individually different different evidence different individuals yes same attorney yes consolidated paperwork and case but there is a there is still a very very decent chance the DA will look at it and see if they want to indict him for the two new cases every time this comes up they're probably going to look at it the DA is probably going to look at it and try and make a determination do we think we can bring charges against him on the criminal front the criminal front as soon as there is an open investigation the nfl can potentially i think do a, a commissioner exemplus type of situation but they did throw out all 10 or 11 of the other cases that were being looked at from a criminal perspective yes matt they did but these two new cases are two brand new cases so we don't know wouldn't surprise me at all if we heard some kind of okay grand jury being looked at for this and these two new cases are different um okay i really like the way you explained how the code of conduct works in the NFL. Yes, he violated the shield. Very bad look. It, it's like, I and I didn't even break down the code of conduct yet. I Like, I don't know what it says word for word as far as like what you're allowed to do, what you're not allowed to do. Um, but definitely the NFL looks at when you shine a light on the NFL that's in bad light, they, they consider that a violation of the personal conduct policy. Like, to the letter of the law, like we'd have to have an attorney come on here and break down legally, make an argument for how Deshaun Watson violated specifically the personal conduct policy. But the personal conduct policy is different than the letter of the law. Like, did did he commit a crime that's completely different than what the NFL is looking at? So I think if he gets convicted of anything or loses these these 24 battles that he has going on on civil, if he loses those, the NFL will come back and, and, and deem more punishment as necessary. So yeah, the personal conduct policy, like what the NFL is looking at is a very small part of the suspension and overall outcome. Like this is per, they're looking at personal conduct policy only. They're not looking at whether he's innocent or, or guilty or anything like that they're looking at personal conduct policy did he violate it so this is small potatoes in terms of suspension and and in discipline if something comes down where he's he loses the cases or he fights him and loses them or whatever or another one goes criminal that's completely different that opens up a whole new big can of worms for deshaun watson's camp 
this personal conduct policy is a very narrow and specific piece that the NFL is looking at. Did he put the NFL in bad light by doing these situations that he did he set up? And that and that and so that that's what's important to look at is that this isn't looking at the big picture. This is looking at a very compartmentalized piece the NFL is deciding on. Very, very small. There is a second component whether he ends up losing the cases or becoming, uh, you know, you know, brought brought into a civil situ- or a, a criminal's part of it, a criminal like the, the two new cases open up a criminal door. Um, all those are completely different. So we will see. Uh, let's let's move on topics. Um, we should have more on this, I'm sure, as the week goes on. But the Sean Watson situation not looking good. Uh, DeAndre Hopkins. Uh, Cardinals Cliff Kingsbury said Hopkins knee will be full go for training camp. Of course, he will be suspended for six games for violating the league sub- substance abuse policy. Um, so Hopkins will be out of commission for the first six games. And I think that D hop is kind of like a mix of value and avoid in 2022, because we're looking at a player that uh, hit that thumbs up on your way in the door. We got 85 people in here. Please punch that thumbs up button for your boy Smitty. Let's get this channel to 20K by the end of December. Tell your grandma, tell your friends, tell everybody about the Fantasy Football Show. Uh, but but Hopkins, it depends on where you can get him in a draft. If you're getting him in like the seventh round, then he, he has a potential to be a steal because six weeks will go by like that. Keep in mind, you're not just playing nobody for six weeks. You're playing a substitute. A guy like, uh, let's bring up this this news topic right here, a guy like Alec Pierce. Maybe you're starting Alec Pierce in place of Hopkins for six weeks. Then you get to throw Hopkins in. It's a sum total of all those starts that make up Hopkins' value when you want to look at it like that. So Hopkins could be a steal in round seven, something like that. But if you have to pay round five value, heck no. Give me, give me uh, Kenneth Walker. Give me... Give me all those players that are in that fourth and fifth round range over Hopkins all day long if he's missing six games. Not to mention, he's still got to prove to be healthy. He's still got to prove a lot to earn even what would equate to fourth or fifth round value had he only got like a two or three game suspension, let's say. So Hopkins, to me, is a very risky play heading into 2022. Um unless he falls to 7th or 8th round value, which at that point, I'm, I'm kind of okay with. I'm kind of okay with that. You guys should be okay with that. That's good value. But anything too early is going to be an avoid for me. Uh, on the topic of Alec Pierce, um, this guy's fighting for a starting wide receiver spot, according to Coach Frank Wright. And I think Alec Pierce could be the number one wide receiver in Indy in 2022 by the end of the year. By midseason on, he could be the number one wide receiver. I know a lot of people expect Michael Pittman Jr., to just pop off and be this wide receiver one. And sometimes I'm seeing you guys take him in 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 round four uh, of a fantasy football draft. I've seen him go in round three, Michael Pittman Jr. Ridiculous reach in, in ADP, guys. Don't be spending a top three or four round pick on Michael Pittman. I like Michael Pittman. He could certainly produce high-end wide receiver two numbers. I'm not saying he can't explode or have a big year. I do like the kid, but he doesn't feel elite-esque to me. He doesn't feel like the kind of guy that's going to drop wide receiver, fantasy wide receiver numbers. I'm not necessarily saying that Alec Pierce is going to also become that, but I think he could become as valuable as Michael Pittman, and you're getting him at wide receiver four or five territory in fantasy football. This is a kid that could be entrenched in your wide receiver three 
fantasy football wide receiver three role from like week three, week four on, and you literally never take him out. He could have that good of a season. He's got good hands. He's got uh, he's got a lot of good raw talent, and I think he really rises up the ranks really quickly. And he's got the ability to be as good as Michael Pittman Jr. So give me Alec Pierce all day long as a, as a fantasy wide receiver four. Um, and yeah, I, I'm 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 excited about him. Cooper Cup is looking like he might get an extension very soon. Um, we had this news right here. Let's pull this one up too. We'll do these side by side. Aaron Donald restructured his contract. Donald uh, is getting a forty million dollar, uh, I, I guess, raise. You could say over the next three years, becoming the highest paid non quarterback in the NFL. This dude's making bank, and I think this deal, this deal right here, was depending and waiting on this deal. So next up is probably Cooper Cup, and that's going to have some ramifications, uh, some some cascading effects down the NFL in terms of McLaurin's extension, potentially a DK Metcalf extension, um, a, a, a Debo Samuel, a Debo Samuel, ex, uh, you know, extension. All these extensions are going to be tied and affected by the extension of Cooper Cup who is the number one wide receiver in the NFL. He was the triple crown winner. He deserves a pay increase, and his total, his sum total contract is going to tell stories and dictate and have a cascading effect down on the contracts below him. So DK, McLaurin, Debo Samuel, all these guys are going to be watching Cooper Cup's contract. Now, some of these guys have more leverage than others. Debo Samuel doesn't have a whole lot of leverage. Number one, the Niners are waiting until the 11th hour to actually offer Debo a deal. Debo is going to have a real tight window, a small window of time to accept his contract and get on the field and not get fined. So Debo is going to have very little wiggle room. And while he'll initially feel like he has a little bit of leverage, maybe he doesn't like the contract that's offered to him. Maybe Cup signs this monster, huge, huge deal. And then Debo says, you know, I'm not signing a $59 million guaranteed deal on four years, $102 million. I'm not doing it. Doesn't matter, Debo. Debo's going to have to sign it because the Niners are giving him very little time to react, adapt, and adjust, and negotiate. And there's not much of a negotiation that's going to take place. The Niners are going to tell him, Debo, here's your offer. It's going to be a fair deal. Debo's going to say, I want more. Debo's going to see if Cooper Cup does sign his extension before Debo, which I do anticipate to happen. Debo's going to say, I want X amount of money. The Niners are going to say, look, we've set this aside. This is it. It is what it is. Debo will eventually sign it. Debo would be crazy to walk into 2022 getting paid $4 million and having to prove it for an entire season. And he, it's not like he can dial back his wide back role. Of course, nobody wants him running up the ta- uh, between the tackles anymore in between the A gap and the B gap. You want him doing all of his wide back work out wide, jet sweeps, stepping a yard behind the quarterback, catching the football, taking it you know, 60 yards upfield. All that wide back stuff is fine. But Debo can't exactly dial back his workload. He can't exactly hold in, as they call it, where you aren't holding out, where you miss money and you get fined. You hold in. You show up. You fake an injury. You give less than 100%. Debo can't play those games when he's awaiting a contract at the end of that. So if he decides not to sign his massive 
you know, what I think is a great deal for him, $60 million guaranteed, if he's not willing to sign that and he wants something along the range of $70, $75, 80000000 guaranteed, whatever Cooper Cup's deal ends up making Debo think he's worth, it doesn't matter. Debo can't walk into 2022, play on $4 million, expect to dial back anything and get the interest and money he wants at the end of it. He's going to have to come and bring it and ball out. He's got to ball out. He's got to ball out at $4 million, put it all on the line and risk it. I don't think it's worth it to him to try and do that. I think he's got to sign a deal and so it's going to get crazy. There's going to be a lot of drama and turmoil that surrounds this extension that Cooper Cup is soon to probably sign. It's just going to create a lot of drama. Now, A.J. Brown set a baseline. He's got the same agent as 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 Debo and as D.K. Metcalf. So this is a very, very um, tied-together situation. A.J. Brown signing his, what was it, 57 mil guaranteed $100 million deal. A four-year deal, 57, I believe, guaranteed. Um, that kind of sets a baseline for both DK and Debo because that is the same agent. But but at the same time, Cooper Cup, a McLaurin extension, these things can have an effect. Aaron Donald's contract is going to have an effect. A non-quarterback contract is going to have an effect. It's all going to trickle down. It's all going to affect one another. So definitely feel like you know there's a lot of drama that's going to uh, take place here in the coming weeks and month. Get ready for it. It's going to be craziness. It's going to be a lot of breaking uh, uh, emergency news um, shows here, live streams here on the Fantasy Football Show. So buckle up. Make sure you're subscribed if you're new. we got 106 people in here. Subscribe if you're new. Punch the thumbs up button. Absolutely Deshaun Watson that like button. And let's roll through more news. Uh, D. Ernest Johnson agreed to terms on a one-year deal worth up to $2.4 million. More than $900,000 is fully guaranteed. Um, this is a crowded running back room in, in, in Cleveland, but they're going to need these running backs because they're going to be running a ton. And you're going to have you're gonna have Chubb and Johnson and Hunt, all these guys just completely getting abused because they got to run, run, run as they try and uh, await Deshaun Watson's return, which could be a, a lengthy wait. Jerry, Judy, this isn't uh, good news, but it's not crazy yet. We'll, we'll kind of take it day by day. Uh, left practice with a limp, some sort of groin injury, but he did show back up in sweatpants, and, and the team is definitely uh, not too worried, according to the reports that I see, because he was out there in sweatpants. He wasn't like they weren't too concerned. They said it was just a, a very small um, potential uh, you know, thing that they wanted to um, uh Thank you for getting to that mods. They wanted to take care of and, and it hit at the beginning of it versus letting it get worse. So appreciate uh, appreciate my mods in here. Um, Jerry Judy, we'll, we'll come back to you, pal. Hopefully he's good. Hopefully there's no long-lasting injury or, or effects of that. Uh, Kenneth Walker, Athletics, uh, Michael Sean uh, Dugar, I don't know how you say his last name, believes Kenneth Walker is a perfect fit for the Seahawks Outside zone run scheme. Uh, I I agree. I agree with the the athletic here. The athletic and I don't always get along. But uh, I'll tell you right now. I'll tell you right now. This kid, Kenneth Walker, is going to turn heads. And I love that people think he can't catch the football. I love it. I absolutely love it. Keep, Keep saying it. Keep saying, oh, he can't catch the football. Keep spreading that rumor around. Tell everybody. 
that he can't catch the football. Tell everybody that his college football receiving stats will translate over and be what he is in, in, in the, at the pro level. Tell everybody you can. Allow this man to continue to fall to the fifth and sixth round in redraft where you win leagues. You win leagues with Kenneth Walker in the fifth and sixth round in redraft. Some people are getting him in round seven and eight. I have people that DM me and people on my text line that literally say, hey, Smitty, I'm in round eight. Who do you like? This guy, this guy, or this guy? And I'm like, ah, oh, these are a bunch of bad names. Kenneth Walker isn't there, is he, Bob? And Bob's like, hold on. Let me, let me take a look. Oh, there he is. Kenneth Walker sitting right there. Bob, what are you doing? What are you doing, Bob? Grab Kenneth Walker. Grab him now. He's a league winner anywhere outside of round five. He's a league winner in round five. Heck, he'd be a league winner in round four, but don't tell anybody because I'm loving stealing away Kenneth Walker and redrafting rounds five and six. It's absolute highway robbery. And in Dynasty, it feels like he goes in rounds three, four, or five. I don't even know which Dynasty round he's really settling in, to be honest with you, because when I'm in a Dynasty draft, I'm reaching way too high. I'm not taking advantage like I need to. I'm getting impatient. I need to take a lap. I need to take a big, fat lap because I need to realize there's value in waiting as long as possible on Kenneth Walker. That lap's for me. That lap is for me. That is for me. Uh, Mr. B says, grab Walker like Watson. Grab Stop, man. Stop. Stop, Mr. B. Uh, the NFL makes billions and owners are either billionaires or make their money with their businesses. Players are doing all the grunt work. Okay. Thanks for that. Thanks for that. Kenneth Walker isn't. Past round five in drafts. I don't see him go past round five or six, Aaron. But I hear I get a lot of reports where people are like I just got him in round seven. I just got him in round six. I'm taking him in five or six. I'm not messing around in round five. I take I take Walker in round five. I usually can't allow him to fall. I usually can't allow him to fall past my round five pick. Kenneth Walker to the moon. To the moon. Kenneth Walker it's to the oh to no 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 draft no it's not time to mock draft <laughs> please please don't get over like said I had the mock draft song going at the beginning of this this show too uh, we're not mock drafting calm down calm down uh, Smitty make a draft guide bro <laughs> no overcome I have a I have a full fledged website my full fledged website is three sixty five. We don't do draft guides. We do year-round content. There's no... This is a 365-day-a-year operation. This is not a, wait for my draft kit. It's coming out in August, and it's going to be updated. It's 365. Go to thefantasyfootballshow.com. Thefantasyfootballshow.com. It's year-round overcome. There's no shutting down. There's no draft kit. There's no, oh, the draft guide gets activated soon. I'll be, my rankings will be updated. They're updated 365. It's thefantasyfootballshow.com. Overcome. It's year-round and it's magnificent. So go check it out. Draft guide. 
Well, these draft guides out there, they're absolutely hilarious. They are hilarious. Hey, guys, in, on August 15, when it's too late, my draft guide will be out. It'll be updated, too. <laughs> it will be. I'll have two updates. Basically, you download it, and everything's going to change. Everything's going to change. And then later on, I'll update it twice. It's 365 overcome. It's 365. That's how dad did it. That's how we do it. That's how everybody does it. Okay? (sighs) (coughs) (coughs) We're still still getting out of it. We're still getting out of it. Smitty's rankings are on Fantasy Pros. I have rankings on Fantasy Pros. Your boy Smitty is basically the number one tight end ranker in the entire fantasy industry over the last three years. Two of the last three years, I've finished number one out of hundreds of analysts in tight end rankings. I believe I was number four and number six, two out of the three years in quarterback draft rankings. Number four and number six in quarterback rankings. Your boy Smitty drops it like it's hot, bro. But we do it year round. No draft guides. Draft guides. Draft guides get updated once in a while. A a fantasy football website is year round. It's year round. This bad boy right here. The fantasy football show overcome. Look at this on screen. Articles. Rankings, bold predictions, the trade calculator that your boy Smitty invented in 2003, the first instant trade calculator, video courses, text advice, you name it. That's what it's about. That's the ticket, bro. Make sure you leave a comment on Smitty's articles on his website. Yeah, iSong's going to be heading that that little project. We're going to get the, the, the comment section of every article popping. So Terry Silver... Uh, Kenny, all you guys watching that are, you know, diehard the fantasyfootballshow.com members, we're going to have a constant dialogue after every article post in the comments of that article. So please partake. Let's make it like a forum. Let's make it like the old forums on the fantasyfootballshow.com in the comment section. Uh, Schultz about to hold out for more dinero. Maybe swaggy, but I absolutely love Schultz. I absolutely love him in 2020. I think Dalton Schultz could be the number three tight end in fantasy football 2022. I I totally think he could be the number one tight end, bro. The number one tight end. I'm sorry, number three tight end. Number three tight end. Smitty, I want to give you a spot in the Cooper Cup League for someone for D2W Stu. Thank you, Terry. Terry is donating this spot right here to somebody. Let's give it away to somebody that has earned it. Somebody that has literally been a total monster in the comments. Somebody that I feel like deserves it more than anybody else right when I see their name. So if you don't have a spot in the Cooper Cup 96 team league, please raise your hand. Please raise your hand in the chat. I didn't mean to say number one on Dalton Schultz. I meant to say number three. He's going to, I think, could easily finish as the number three tight end. <clears throat> I truly believe that. Um, Swaggy, what's up, pal? Kelsey, Mark Andrews, and Schultz, uh, number tight end this year. 
I don't know. I you asking me to rank these? I would say Kelsey, Andrews, and Schultz. I think yeah, definitely could be that order. Could definitely be that order. Uh, Robert new name wants in. Ronaldo wants in. Ronaldo. I feel like Ronaldo might deserve it. Uh, DM me on Instagram. Anybody that wants the spot, DM me on Instagram, and I'm going to pick through that. So Ronaldo, DM me. Um, DM me. Let's let's give away the spot to somebody that really really deserves it. Brian MC, DM me on Instagram. Uh, Brian uh, Mike Ortiz, DM me on Instagram. I like the I like all these names. Ronaldo, Mike Ortiz, uh, Brian MC. I'm kind of feeling like first one that, that DMs me out of those three. You guys are always in here contributing, being positive influences. Um, I could see giving away uh, a spot to one of you guys right away. I may not deserve the spot, but I'm back after someone stole my phone. I want in, says Scott. <laughs> well, Scott, that's a pretty good comment if you ask me. Um... I see, I see you there, Victor. Lerd wants a spot. Lerd wants it. Lerd wants it. Brian, Brian, of the three names, I believe Brian DM me first. Congratulations, Brian. MC, you get the spot. Uh, thank you, Terry, and thank you, D2W Stu. So that spot's given to 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 uh, Brian MC on behalf of of Terry for D two D two W Stu. Thank you for giving that away. Vamp Vamp would have maybe been a contender too. Vamp's always given back to this show. Okay, Brian, I'll, I'll send you a message. Congrats, Brian. Thank you, Terry. Terry's the man. I don't know what we do without Terry here on this show. He's always on patrol. Terry. Terry. He's Terry. Terry's on patrol. Terry's on patrol. I don't know what we do without Terry. I honestly don't know what we do without Terry. Uh, Let's go to the voicemails. It's voicemail time. Drop a voicemail at the Fantasy Football Show on the Gram. Tell your grandma. Ow! I just stabbed myself. Okay. Ow! I just stuck my. I just stuck a pin, like a tack that I had on on my desk here, through my fingernail. Ah! Oh, that one hurt. All right, let's go to the voice messages. Man, what a bummer today with D2. You're in our thoughts, D2. Kenny. Hey, Smitty. What are we doing with Devontae Smith this year in both redraft and dynasty? Is he a buy? Is he a hold? Or are you selling? Uh, He's a hold. He's maybe a buy. Uh, you're not going to be able to sell him. Nobody wants Devontae Smith right now, but I like him. I still think he has the, the makings of a, of a wide receiver one in fantasy. He's in an awkward situation right now. A.J. Brown's got the knees and a lot of health concerns, so let's not pretend like A.J. Brown's feeling like a lock to play more than 14 games as much as we want to 
wish it to be true. It certainly could be true, but I'm going to go ahead and say, give me give me Devontae Smith as a wide receiver 3-4 with a lot of upside and room for improvement. Hey, Smitty. It's Terry here. Uh, I'm going to ask this question for D2 because you know he'd want to know. What's your outlook in, uh, for Pollard and Dynasty uh, in the long run? Yeah, okay, uh, good question on behalf of D2W Stu. Um, Pollard's dynasty value is tough because Pollard can win you a league. So I love him in redraft. I don't know if my love for his dynasty value equates to his redraft value, to be honest, because Tony Pollard, we know what we're getting out of Tony Pollard if he gets on the field now, but in two years from now, is he going to be the guy? Will the team draft another running back? Will Zeke Elliott linger for too long for Tony Pollard to ever really become the long-term answer that we think he can become? In redraft, I really, really like him. In redraft, you can get him as almost still a handcuff, and he can win you a league. If he becomes some third-round pick heading into 2023, Zeke Elliott's still kind of around but we don't think he's going to do much, and then people are overdrafting Pollard, and we don't know where the team values him. I could see that getting out of hand right now. I love that Pollard is like a handcuff. Like, we're literally able to to draft this man Pollard and, and, and treat him like a handcuff. It's absolutely crazy. Crazy. It's crazy. <laughs> it's absolutely crazy. I started getting into my 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 Bob voice. Um, I love him. I just don't know that you can like say, "Hey, he's got running, you know, third round dynasty value." That's we're way too far away from from that. So I'm gonna say hold off on the dynasty pumping of, of up of Pollard, but get ready for a monster 2022. Sticking with the Dallas theme for Stu, how do you feel about Dak this year? A year removed from the injury. I feel like he's going to get back to himself and do big things with Lamp. Yeah, I, I think he can. I mean, the, the Cowboys are what? Like the number one or number two, number three offense in the entire NFL in terms of yardage and everything. So, I mean, Dak's going to have a baller year. He had a good year last year. Him and CD just weren't on the same page all the time, which made it feel like Dak didn't have as big of a season altogether. Um, but he did like Dak had a good year and I think it, he needs to recover from this, this, you know, ankle injury fully. And I think he's getting there. I think it, it takes some time. Whenever you break your ankle, literally like the dude's ankle, it's not, not like he just broke one side of it. He literally broke through the entire ankle. They had to put a plate on one side. They had to repair the whole thing. It was, it was career threatening. That you don't just come back and have a monster year with no hiccups, no hesitations, no uh, you know um, struggles. Like he needed to have a year where he's kind of getting back on track. So I kind of feel like I kind of feel like uh, you know CD CD Lamb and Dak are probably going to have the year we expected last year this season. I think it's coming. I think the departure of of, of Amari Cooper is going to open the door to a whole bunch of opportunity that that, that I think Lamb's fully going to take advantage of. Um, yeah, yeah. So Dak should have a good a good season. 
Smitty, can we do a line in the sand for Clyde Edwards Hilaire? I'm struggling to find out where the risk ends and the value starts for him. Clyde Edwards Hilaire. Um, so when we do mock drafts, Clyde Edwards Hilaire is not going anywhere in the top five rounds. And we usually mock draft through five rounds, sometimes through six rounds, because we don't like to do this round 15 BS or even around 10 or 11 or 12. People get bored watching that on the replay. Maybe the 11 people that are mock drafting with me enjoy going through the full motions of a mock draft, but the viewer doesn't want to see you in mock mocking in, in round 12 against bad ADP rankings that are getting recycled over and over and making more bad onto to, on the bad. So we stop in rounds five or six and we restart and we get going. We do multiple mock drafts that way. We mock draft more than anybody, any channel around. We do. And we affect ADP more than anybody around. We're not seeing Clyde going round five. We're not really seeing Clyde going round six when we dip into round six. That means Clyde has a, a round seven plus ADP. Give me that all day long. My line in the sand is probably the end of the sixth round, mid sixth round. You know, I, I think anywhere in round six is tempting. I think Clyde Edwards Alaire is going to get thrown the football to a lot. I, I, I think this kid's got potential. He's the main guy in KC right now that knows the playbook. Everybody just saying Ronald Jones is going to take his job as if, as if it's an easy playbook to grasp. It's not. It's not. And this kid's got PPR potential through the through the roof. And people are going to say, oh, he didn't produce, therefore he sucks. Most one-dimensional analysis is going to look at Clyde and say he didn't produce, he's garbage. He hasn't done good, no. Clyde's not good. Tr- Clyde's a trash can, whatever. You know, we heard the same thing about Hurts. Situation can change a lot. And when you're talking about Jalen Hurts getting... AJ Brown, now no one's talking trash can talk when it comes to Jalen Hurts. All the Jalen Hurts people are so quiet right now. The negative Nancy, the negative Karen people that were on the Hurts is a trash can, they're all super duper quiet right now. No one's wanting to make a sound. All these people that were just causing chaos and and, and just saying that Hurts is going to have a bad year. You wait, Hurts is garbage. Where are you? Where are you? It, it, him getting A.J. Brown, did it really change your mind that much? Clyde Edwards-Alaire has no competition. Clyde Edwards-Alaire in round 6-7 is low risk, almost minimal risk, and tons of upside. You can get mad at what he did or didn't do all you want. You can get mad at the fact that we all bought in, and me included. And I and I have some, some blame here of perpetuating Clyde's value back when he was drafted into this KC situation, which at the time everybody thought was a gold mine, not just me. We all believed that this was a, an insane situation for a running back to, to, to get dumped right into. Clyde's got good value now. Clyde's got good value. Um, let's see here. Hertz is still not it, says Swaggy. Receipt taken, Swaggy. Say cheese. Okay. The Bruce. Hey, Smitty. Derek Carr this year in fantasy is he Hold on. a top? Hey, Smitty. What is the outlook for Derek Carr this year in fantasy? Is he a top 10 quarterback or is he just a mid-round backup with all the new weapons he has? Uh, I think uh, he's right around 
9, 10, 11, 12. You know, there's so many quarterbacks that are right at that range. That it's not insulting to say he's nine. It's not insulting to call him 13. Because there are literally Aaron Rodgers, Tom Brady, Jalen Hurts, Stafford. All those guys are right there at that 8, 9, 10, 11, 12, 13 range. Like, I'm, I'll pull up my rankings. For, you know, where am I going to pull up my rankings? Where am I pulling up my rankings? TheFantasyFootballShow.com, people. I'll pull up my rankings right now on TheFantasyFootballShow.com. And, uh, whoops, I meant to uh, go back to that. Um, what are we on? Topic Carr? Derek Carr? Put that on screen. So, Derek Carr pulling up my rankings at TheFantasyFootballShow.com. Here are the quarterbacks. So, obviously, after you take out Josh Allen, Herbert, Burrow, Mahomes, Russell Wilson, Lamar Jackson. So, like at 7, 8... Nine, you're talking about Tom Brady, Kyler Murray, Aaron Rodgers, Dak Prescott, Jalen Hurts, Matthew Stafford, uh, Trey Lance, Deshaun Watson, Derek Carr. That's like 15 deep. Someone is going to be insulted when you say Carr is nine because they're going to say over Dak, Jalen, Stafford, you know, Aaron Rodgers. And then if you put Carr 14, they're upset. Like it is what it is. It's a deep quarterback pool. Vamp wants in the Cooper Cup League. Vamp, DM me on Instagram right now. Appreciate you, Vamp. Everyone hit the pinned link for a good buddy, Stu. I pinned that link in the chat. It's to my Twitter that has his GoFundMe. I pinned it on my Twitter. So if anybody wants is interested in going to, to Stu's GoFundMe. Man, I'm just bummed about D2W Stu. We lost Nick and D2W Stu in the last 365 days. I think it's been 365 since we lost Nick. You guys remember Nick in one of the very first live streams? I mean, if you were if you were there, we didn't have as many followers uh, back then. But um, Nick said, I'm going to bring in 500 people right now. This is that guy, Nick. And then Nick didn't uh, bring anybody in. And then he'd come back in another 10 minutes later. I'm going to bring in another. I've heard so many people right here, Smitty. They're all going to follow right now. And they. <laughs> that was Nick. But Nick and D2W, Stu. Oh, man. RIP, baby. We appreciate you both. It's sad. It's sad. It was a real, real downer to me today. Just completely hit me hard. Um, thank you, Vamp. Vamp, I'll be looking for your DM right now. Um. I think we have the Bruce again. Hey, this one's for D2. Is there any receivers besides C.D. Lamb? Receiver specific. What did he say? Why is this message cutting out? Receiver specific. Worth drafting. Why? Uh, worth drafting. Specific. Um, Tolbert. I like Tolbert. I think Tolbert could be the number two wide receiver in Dallas, but he's like a wide receiver four or five. You know, a guy that you hope could get into the wide receiver three. Gallup's coming back from all kinds of injuries. He certainly is a potential, I think, to be you know, a wide receiver 3-4, so Gallup you could say, but I, I think Tolbert's pretty good. I like Tolbert a lot. I like Tolbert a lot. Um, 
Let's see. Okay, Bruce, thank you. Man, we got a lot of messages here. Is this old? Hey, Smitty, it's Tariq. Happy Friday to you and your family, and happy Friday to everyone. Oh, that was Friday. That was Friday. Hey, Smitty, how's it going? It's Tariq here. Happy Monday. Happy Monday to everyone in the chat. Uh, with Deshaun Watson having a 24th person coming out in his case, what's his outlook going to look like in 2022? Is there a so we covered that for a good half hour, 40 minutes, Tariq, so definitely replay the beginning of the show on that one. Hey, Smitty, it's Tariq again. With Aaron Donald getting the bag, uh, do you think the Browns are looking to repeat in 2023? The Rams? Um, yeah, I think the Rams are probably the favorite, you know, in the NFC. I think it's going to be between the Niners and the Bucks to try and get into that NFC championship. Um, obviously the Cowboys might have something to say about that. I think that's, they're definitely another contender. Cardinals have too tough of a division and, uh, and schedule overall, I think to even make the playoffs, to be honest, as sad as that sounds, but maybe they could grab the third wild card spot, but I think it's between the Rams and then they're going to face off against one of the Niners, the Bucks or the Cowboys. If I had to guess right now. Hey, Smitty, what's your thoughts on Jerry Judy tweaking his groin during practice uh, when he came back to the sidelines in sweatpants? Is there any great concern, or is he still good to go? As a so, address that already. Not too concerned about Jerry Judy. Um, I think we'll we'll address it if there's more if there's more you know news that breaks on it. Um, certainly, don't like that any players getting banged up or you know not able to practice. But we'll have to take it day by day. Hey, Smitty, it's Tariq again. If I were to get CMC and Javante Williams as my two backs in 2022 in their standard lead draft league, do you think that's a killer team or the running back core, or should I need more depth in the running backs? I mean, I like I like it. In one league, I'll, I'll take CMC in one league. I'll take CMC in one league. Uh, Javante Williams as a second running back is phenomenal. Um, I, I, I kind of like Javante and, and uh, like... Brees Hall, Javante, and Kenneth Walker, Javante, and ETN. If you want to go different routes with that that approach, like Javante in round two, because I, I love coming out of round one with Chase or Jefferson or Cooper Cup if it's redraft, and then having Javante as your second round pick, then having your your Brees Hall and your Kenneth Walker and a Waddle. I mean, that's a phenomenal. Think about that team, and that's why I like I like Jefferson and and Jamar Chase a little better in CMC is I feel like they're just more secure. They're safer. I'm just not trusting CMC. But in one league, I do want CMC. But with the Javante-built teams, I tend to love to couple Javante with Hall and Walker or just Hall or just Walker or ETN and Walker and then getting your Waddle or your DK in round three or four, getting your your, your Jamar Chase or Jefferson. I mean, think about that team. Jamar Chase, Javante, Brees Hall, DK, and Kenneth Walker, and then, you know, a quarterback like Trey Lance and a Dalton Schultz later. Like, that's a phenomenal squad. Absolutely love it. Hey, Smitty, it's Tariq again. Uh, what's your <laughs> thoughts on Najee Harris? Do you think he's going to keep his same level of volume from 2021 going into his sophomore year in 2022? 
or do you think he's going to take a scale back? Because I know the Steelers like to wear down their running backs, uh, beat them down with pretty much with a lot of carries. Uh, just look at Le'Veon Bell, for example. Thanks, Bell. Yeah, I, I think uh, I think Najee Harris is going to absolutely dominate. Um, I think him gaining this weight is being overblown. Um, that reporter talked about him gaining 14 pounds, but that's from his college weight. So he played at 239, 240 from all accounts last year, and he weighs 244. So he's gained four pounds. But who's to say he won't even knock that that weight off in practice, um, you know, in, in, in conditioning? So I'm not worried about it at all. Improved offensive line slightly. Let's hope uh, Mitchell Trubisky or Pickett will be good enough and sufficient enough to move the football down the field bigger than and better than than Big Ben did. Um, I, I like Najee Harris a lot. I think Najee Harris is the number two or number three overall player in 2022. Um, that's my take on that. Andy Grace. What's up, Smitty? It's Andrew. Hey, I want to talk to you about um, Damian Harris. So last year, 920 yards, nine yards on the ground. He averaged 4.6, 15 touchdowns. That really surprised me. And he had 18 receptions. That surprised me too. So I kind of, I mean, I know James White is there. And so kind of interested on in your thought. He's going in like the early sixth round. So seems like he would be a good pairing with a rookie, you know, till they get their footing, till they get their job. Tell me what you think. Thanks. I like Damian Harris, um, but he's going around three and four in a lot of mock drafts. So I don't know about round six. If he's going around six, I do like him. And I pair him to Ramondre Stevenson because I think between the two, um, or, you know, or they got a rookie as well. Yeah. Um, I think um, Ramondre, if you have to pay three or four round value, I'm going to pass. And I'm going to take Ramondre Stevenson later and only grab Ramondre. But if, you, if you're getting him literally in the sixth round, I do like Harris a lot. But you have to get him that late. Hey, Smitty, what do we do with Watson now? Do you think he gets the full year uh, suspension? Thanks, Kevin, for the question. Um, talked about this for a whole, like, 30, 40 minutes ahead, so definitely replay it. But I'll answer you anyway, Kevin, because you're the man, and I appreciate you asking me a question. Um, same thing with Tariq. Thank you for all the questions, Tariq. Uh, I'm going to say that, that Watson gets, let's just call it 10 games right now. 10 games mi- minimum. You know, I'm saying 6 to 10. I'm going to say 10. I'm just going to move it to 10. You've got two more cases that are coming forward. This is 24 total cases instead of 22. The NFL, sponsorship, advertisers, doesn't matter. You and I think alike when we say innocent until proven guilty. That is to the letter of the law. The NFL is talking about violating currently the league uh, uh, personal conduct policy, which they're not even looking at the legal part of it yet. They're looking at the conduct policy only, and they do not like what they see, and they don't like what this man has done. They don't like the situations he's put himself in, and he's trying to fight him, and I don't know that the NFL likes that he's trying to fight it either. I know a lot of people are going to say, oh, that's good. The NFL will want that because if he can win it, then he can kind of make it all okay. But the NFL doesn't like these situations at all. And the fact that he wants to fight them and drag it out, I don't think the NFL is very happy about that. So I, I think he gets 10 games minimum. We might be looking at a whole a whole year. This is Asher. I don't know if Asher is playing the, the guitar. Smitty, we saw how the Bengals came uh, from basically nothing in the depths of the AFC North. We sure did, Asher. To the Super Bowl uh, AFC uh, representative. Uh, I just wanted to see who you thought might do the same this year. Who's your Bengals for 2022? What team do you think is going to 
show up and surprise people. Well, your, your boy Smitty Asher predicted the Bengals to win the division. That was my predict prediction. I said that the Bengals would do what they did, and people laughed at me, Asher. They laughed at me. They laughed at me hardcore. But guess who's laughing now? Uh, your boy Smitty. Your boy Smitty's laughing. If I had to pick a Bengals of 2022, the Jets are clearly on the track to be that eventually. I don't know that it's going to fully, you know, materialize in 2022, but the the Jets are going to be the the quick turnaround team. Um, Honestly, looking at all the divisions here, um, just taking a glance in Gander, there's no surprises in the AFC West. I mean, you could have the Rams winning, or I'm sorry, the... uh, um, the AFC West, you could have the Chiefs, the Raiders, the Chargers, the the Broncos. Any one of those teams could win the Super Bowl, let alone you know their division and make the wild card spot. Um, I think the Eagles could be that team that could like potentially win the East, the NFC East. They could be a team that, that that gets into the playoffs and wins a playoff game or two. I don't think anybody's making it to the Super Bowl with a competitive teams that we have walking into this season I don't think there'll be a lot of big surprises there Uh, I think it's going to be one of those AFC West teams it's going to be the Rams or the Niners or the the Cowboys or the Bucks you know that make it to the Super Bowl and to those NFC championship games and AFC championship games but but I I think like the the teams that could surprise it would be it would probably be the Eagles um, and you know, the Niners, because the Niners are going to be very undervalued. So, and they're going to be a joke to people that, that don't believe in Trey Lance. I think the Niners could make the Super Bowl. So give me the Niners. Give me uh, the Eagles as the two. And then the Jets kind of on the, uh, on the, on the come up. Terry. Hey, Smitty. Terry here. Uh, just finished uh, last night, the uh, linear draft, uh, the 103, 108. Uh, 205 and the 37. My guys were Drake London, Christian Watson, Alec Pierce, and Terion Davis Price. What do you think? Nice job. I like it. I like Price a lot. I love Christian Watson. I love uh, I love those picks. Nice work, man. Nice work, buddy boy. Thank you guys for all the the questions. Um, I'm gonna head back to the normal screen. Hundred of you in here. Please subscribe if you're new. Punch that thumbs up button. Hit that subscribe button if you're new and wipe your feet at the door. Wipe thy feet at thy door and we'll be back tomorrow. Do we have any? Let's go through the chat. Let's do a speed round uh, Q&A in the chat while I have you all here. It is time for the speed question and answer segment. Okay, go. We're going to go nine straight minutes of answering your questions as fast as I can from the chat. That means you've got to be short and sweet. You've got to be rapid. Let's roll. Let's roll. Leave a like for Stu. Thank you, Van. Appreciate you. Uh, And yeah, he will be missed. He will be missed. Uh, This is a little long, Frank. It's a little long. I'm not going to lie. I almost skipped over this one. I have the 1.1, 1.12, 2.1, and the 2.12 this year in my redraft. What are your, what would your strategy be? Uh, my strategy would be JT, uh, Javante, and probably, uh, I don't know, just 
it, it depend on the wide receiver that's available there. Okay, and then and I wouldn't be afraid to go Josh Allen or or quarterback at that two point one two because you're gonna have so much depth to be able to pull that off. But it, Frank, it depends on who's available at that two point one pick. But I think Javante and JT would be easy calls for me. Easy calls. Is Pittman a solid wide receiver one? G money. I talked about it earlier on the show. I don't think he's a wide receiver one. I don't think Pittman's a fantasy football wide receiver one. I don't think that's possible. There are too many good wide receivers. And I think Alec Pierce could maybe be better than him. I think he's got potential for wide receiver two numbers. But that's it. Danny the Greyhound says Niner by Nature. Niner by Nature is one of, if not the highest uh, ranking super chatter on the year sum total. So appreciate Niner by Nature. Always uh, a beast in the the chat. Uh, Devontae Parker. Value, no. I don't think so. Thielen or Osborne? Give me Thielen. Henry's so good, he's got to prove that he's fallen off for me to avoid him. Okay, Mr. B, you do you. Um, I agree he looked good running uphill, but he also looked good doing push-ups on rubber bands with chains around his neck last year. Uh, Mileage is mileage, but I do agree he looks good. His foot doesn't look like it's hampering him right now, which is uh, one part of that battle. Uh, People are sleeping on tight end. Uh, Irv Smith, maybe. I don't know about him being a huge monster breakout, though, bro. I like Alec Pierce as well. Danny Gray going to do his thing. Is the Throne League back? Yes, it is. We should know more on that in the coming week or so, so get ready for it. Mark Andrews over Kittle? Probably, because Kittle can't A, stay healthy, B, he's not getting consistent volume. He's being asked to block too much. Not his fault, but it does affect his fantasy value. Dalton Schultz or Waller? Give me Dalton Schultz this year. Um, He may hold out. He may not. I doubt he's holding out. No one's holding out these days. He wants more money, but he'll be fine. Could Tunyon break out? He could if he proves to be healthy because they need pass catchers in Green Bay. But coming off a torn ACL, you know, uh, curb expectations a little bit. Trade away Kittle for Pollard and Dynasty. Um, I think that's uh, even. You know, it depends on your your tight end depth. I don't necessarily think that's going to be something that, uh, that that you get. You know, you kick yourself later on either side. I love Pollard, but you're definitely getting more value in Kittle initially. It's just a matter of when and if Pollard gets called uh, upon. Judy or Sutton? Give me Judy for right now. We'll see if Judy's injury ends up uh, hampering him at all. We'll have to play that by ear. Uh, is it best ball? The th- what is what best ball? The throne league? No, it's not. Waller, it's where the followers draft my team for me. I go to vote every time we're on the clock. We go live, and you guys vote on the pick. Uh, Waller over Schultz? I say no. I say Schultz. Is there a Detroit style pizza in Arizona? Um, Lou Malinati's, bro. Lou Malinati's, I believe. Is that Detroit style? No, is that not? I don't know. No, it's Chicago style. Detroit style. What's Detroit style? Flat? Uh, flat is it like New York? Um, there's not a lot of good flat New York style pieces here, bro. There's a couple mom and pop places that are that are good, but nothing you know about. Lockett or Devontae Smith? Give me, give me the, give me Devontae Smith right now. Better quarterback situation. Who's a breakout wide receiver for the Chargers this year? Um, I think Mike Williams has a baller year. I like Keenan Allen a lot, but he's got to stay healthy. Um, I, I think Mike Williams is going to be sneaky good. I think he's going to be sneaky good. Does Trey play over 15 games with this terrible O-line? It's not going to be terrible. Meet the woo. You'll see. The offensive line is going to be fine. Having Trey back there alone is going to improve it immediately. 
Uh, I think Trey balls out. I think Trey has a top five to seven quarterback season in fantasy football 2022. Do what order? What do I order McDonald's? I order a Big Mac McDLT quarter pounder with some cheese, filet of fish, a hamburger, a cheeseburger, a Happy Meal, McNuggets, tasty golden french fries, regular large and size salad, Sheffer garden or chicken salad, oriental, big, big breakfast, egg McMuffin, hot cakes and sausage, maybe biscuit, bacon, egg, cheese, sausage, Danish hash brown too, four dessert, hot apple pie, Sunday, three varieties, soft serve cones, three kinds of shakes, a chocolatey chip cookie and a drink of Coca-Cola, diet, coke and orange drink, Sprite and coffee, decaf, uh, maybe a cookie. That's what I order at McDonald's. I like that. Name another person that can recite the McDonald's menu verbatim like your boy Smitty just did. Uh, cheers from Shanghai. Appreciate you, Paul. Appreciate you. Henry is my running back one. Swift is your two. Do your thing, G-Money. Do your thing, pal. Uh, my game day food. I don't eat at McDonald's a lot, believe it or not, even though I know the menu. <laughs> uh, biggest rookie running back surprise this year is going to be Rashad White, baby. Dropping loads all over the field. I mean, it sounds like Kenny Walker is going to surprise some people too, apparently. Kittle or Schultz? Give me, give me Schultz. Give me Schultz, baby. Lance's Leg talent plus the run game will hide the O-line efficiencies. Inefficiencies, I agree. Thank you, Spackle. You're a, you're a sick man yourself. We got three minutes and 24 seconds. Keep the fast uh, speed round questions coming. Ayuk or Lamb? Give me Lamb by a mile nine or by nature. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. I think Ayuk has a good year, but give me the Lambski. Lamb Chops is potentially top one to five. This year. Congrats on the show, Smitty. Everyone watching in Brazil. Appreciate you, Victor. Biggest rookie wide receiver surprise. Uh, uh, Justin Ross for the KC Chiefs. This kid could be the number one wide receiver in Kansas City right away. No one even... It's funny how no one sees him coming just because of the injury. The injury is making him a value grab. So, Herbert or Allen or Burrow. Probably Herbert this year, but I love all three of them. Uh, BWK, you need international correspondence, Smitty. I am, I will work from Australia for you. I appreciate that, BWK. Uh, you could just work for me by spreading the word, okay? Just being an advocate for the show. That's what I need. Uh, Saquon Barkley or Josh Jacobs, give me, uh, God, I guess Saquon Barkley. Foreman or or Chubb, uh, Foreman, I suppose. Waddle or Higgins. Give me Waddle. Higgins might be a little safer, but give me Waddle. I like Waddle more. Ross was a a beast. People forget. Yes, he's the number one wide receiver in KC. That's going to be my bold prediction. Yes, it's bold. Yes, it's bold. But I think he's going to ball out. I think Justin Ross is going to be better than Sky Moore. I think he's going to be the number one wide receiver in KC by the end of the year. Allen Robinson finishes top 12 wide receiver. I'm going to say no, but it's close. I mean, he could. A.J. Dillon or Elijah Mitchell. Give me Elijah Mitchell. Just cuff him to Ty Davis Price no matter what you do. Cuff him. Cuff him. You got to cuff him. Metcalf or A.J. Brown. Give me A.J. Brown, but I love both of these guys this year, and I think Metcalf is extremely undervalued. But A.J. Brown is going like in the end of the second, top of the third. DK is like a fourth-round steal. So there's a difference in 
There's a discrepancy in ADP. Uh, Smitty, the drive-through champ. That's right. That's right. Uh, number one bounce-back player um, this year in 2022. Number one bounce-back player. Uh, ETN. ETN. Best Jacksonville wide receiver. Again, ETN. He's going to be the best pass catcher in Jacksonville. Uh, Dotson or Justin Ross in Dynasty point five. It's 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 like I said, Justin Ross, baby. It's Justin Ross season. Uh, Elijah Moore or Ayuk. Uh, I think Elijah Moore might be actually a tad safer, but Ayuk has a little bit more upside and ability. If let's say Debo gets banged up, um, I don't think Ayuk's going to be the number one wide receiver if Debo's healthy. I think Elijah Moore could be the number one wide receiver for his team, but these are two very close wide receivers. I like them both about the same for 2022. ETN, baby. ETN, Smitty, in uh, in and out or Canes. Give me in and out, but I like both of them. ETN is a running back. I know that, Carlos. Thank you for enlightening me, Carlos. Thank you so much. Glad, glad you're here to tell me that. <clears throat> All right. That's the speed. Round... Q&A. Appreciate everybody partaking in that. We are 21 minutes over on today's show. Appreciate every single one of you. You are all special. You all mean a lot to me. Uh, And I can't thank you enough for being a part of this channel and the growth that we've underwent, undertaken, uh, endured, uh, experienced together. We are going to climb to 20K by the end of December. I can feel it in my bones, and it's all because of you. I work for you. I also respond and answer every single question in the comments, so please drop me a question on the way out the door. Uh, or Actually, once the video processes and, and is up on YouTube, there'll be zero comments. Ask me a question. I answer every single question. Also, no, I go live whenever there's breaking news so if something breaks tomorrow something breaks tonight anytime there's big time breaking news think of me and think oh smitty's live right now let me go check out the youtube channel and also please 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 get on over to the dynasty channel just go to uh the the main youtube homepage, scroll to the bottom and you'll see my dynasty channel subscribe to it subscribe to it um actually let me put the link in the chat right now this is my dynasty channel. YouTube.com slash dynasty fantasy football. Subscribe to the dynasty channel. I go live once a day on the dynasty channel. Usually it's at night. Um, so I put that, that link in the chat. Please subscribe now. Ask a question. Let's go. Rest in peace, Stewie. Everybody give a thought, prayer to Stu, D2W Stu, who has passed on. Um, appreciate him. Appreciate everybody that supports him. Twitter, uh, again, on my Twitter, I pinned a link to his GoFundMe if you wish to partake. Uh, but we'll be thinking about you, D2. Thank you for all you did, pal. ETN, ETN, Carlos, 